0: 1 Peter chapter 2, that's on page 1186 in our pew bible, 1 Peter chapter 2, reading from verse 11. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires, which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men whether to the king as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone love the brotherhood of believers, fear God, honour the king. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls.
1: morning, everyone. It's one of those mornings, I'm afraid, it's the morning you go off to coffee, as you usually do, and you get back and you decide to print your sermon out, and your computer says no. (laughs) So uh, that's what's happened. There is no sermon here, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Hold on. We really need to pray. Let's pray. (laughs) Father, uh, Lord, we do thank you that you've gathered us, brought us here. It's cold, but we thank you that it's warm in here. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to uh, be warm to your word, to your grace, your truth, and to follow your ways and to keep me from error and to help me to have something to speak. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, that's true. There is no sermon printed out but nevertheless we've got me um I might remember it some of them my favorite Looney Tunes cartoon uh, is anyone a Looney Tunes cartoon person anyone will admit it publicly look at that gee you all admit it there wasn't anyone who admitted it went with falls well, it's a different it's a much looser and freer bunch down here um my favourite one is the first one where Martin Marvin the Martian is introduced. He and Daffy Duck land on the moon. First, Daffy lands on the moon in his rocket, gets out with Porky Pig as his faithful assistant, and claims the Earth, uh, claims the moon for the Earth. And then, just as he does that. Out to the heavens comes another rocket comes down and Marvin the Martian, who became famous after this, out he comes and he sticks a flag in and said, I claim the moon in the name of Mars. <laughs> Indub- Indubitably, I think he used to say. They then descend into an argument, which is normal for Daffy. I don't know if you know Daffy Duck as a character, but he's always arguing with someone. And they start arguing and they start pulling all these tricks and that is the cartoon as they do these things. But the cartoon ends with them both aiming, having enough of each other, one wins, one, you know, back and forth, back and forth. They then aim two big guns at each other, get them going, and then they fire at the same time and they blow everything up and the smoke emerges and there is this piece of the moon about that big and under it is some roots. I've always wondered where the roots came from, but anyway. (laughs) There is Daffy holding onto the roots, claiming victory as he has made the Martians submit and clinging to him Is Porky Pig and clinging to him is Marvin the Martian. In the end, as they try to force each other into submission, everything gets blown up. That's exactly what people think of when you say the word submit. It's a destructive word, it's a word that no one likes. Yet in our sermon titled alien ways, it is the thing that Peter wants his people who he's writing to, to do submit who to the Lord submit to rulers and authorities. Why? Because Jesus did so. Firstly, firstly, 11 and 12 is, as we've been saying, is the centre, is the message of the whole of 1 Peter. Read with me if you will. This is here, I can read that. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives. Among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. By the way, verse 12, when it says among the pagans, we have traditionally thought that as a pejorative. Keith, what does that word mean? Pejorative is a word that preachers use because it's one of those clever things you can get if you've almost been to university. Pejorative means it's a bad thing. They're pagans. That's not how Peter means it. He means literally in the society where they live, they are people who don't know Jesus. They are people who practice other religions. It wasn't meant as a pejorative. It's just meant as a statement of fact. When, notice he says, dear friends, I assure you that the Greek is much stronger than that. I don't know why, but this passage underplays it. It's much stronger. He's saying dearly beloved fellow companions in Christ. He's saying that sort of thing. It is really quite intimate. And in the same way, when he says, I urge you, again, that is not strong enough. I'm afraid it should be, I beg you. The two go together. When you are so precious to one another, as Bill and I are to each other. Sorry, Bill. Maybe better over here. Anyway, no, you two Bills should get together. And as we, they're precious to him, now. they really, really cares for them. And he strongly urges, begs them, please do this. That's the strength that he's saying in verse 11 and 12. He wants them to have godly desires. Desires in our culture are something to give into. If you desire something, have it. If you want it, get it. If you think you should do, do it. That's really our culture. As you might think, it's really the sort of thing that they're saying when he says live such good lives among the people who think like that. Just do. Just be. Desire. Get. He's saying I urge you. As aliens and strangers, which is code word as for God's people, because that's who aliens are, that's what they are, God's people. As God's people say no, don't do. Though you desire things of this world, which others will do, keep away. Keep them out of your life. Far away as a 40-foot pole. Keep them away. I urge you. I beg you. This is who we are. Choose God's way. Live God's life amongst everyone as they do these things because they'll see. They'll know. He's urging them. He's begging them. It's a struggle they go through. It's a struggle we all go through. How do we live? He wants us to live as though we are not from here, but we are God's, that we are Jesus's, that we let his desires be our desires. Want those ones, but the other desires of our world to have to be, to do, to get, to always have against you, blah, 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 all the things you can think. He's saying keep them away from you. I beg you, do God's good things. Want them, desire them, know them. And live those lives to the glory of God. Secondly, he says, <clears throat> Aliens, submit, verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. As we said, submission is a dirty word. I don't like the word.
2: And I've been living with it all week.
1: My guess is you hate the word too. There's something in us. There's something in our culture to not submit, but instead to rebel. I don't know about you, but I uh, am on Instagram. Anyone else on Instagram? Don't go looking for me. I'm not fun. Angela, you're on Instagram. You'd be fun to follow. It's amazing. All the images that come up on Instagram are people who rebel. They often are. I don't see lots of people who are around doing normal things. There are always people who have done something sort of rebellious. They want to be known for it. They want to be seen doing it. They live with that as part of their image. It is a dirty word, submit. But Peter says, submit to every authority. Remember what the context of this book is. These people, as we said, are under the pump. They're under persecution. They are people who are suffering for doing the right thing. Peter's response, as it has been, and it's here, honour every authority. Submit to rulers over you. Now, uh, this is the bit I've forgotten when with are false, but I'll bring it in here. I've remembered. The Bible is full of examples where that's not true, which is a bit strange, isn't it? Peter himself in Acts 4, verse 19, when the Sanhedrin tells him to shut up, be quiet, stop talking about Jesus,
2: he says what?
1: That's why I love Bill. See, that's why we're so close. I can't obey you. we must obey God. Uh Pharaoh, Pharaoh, uh, go out and, not Pharaoh, when Moses is meant to be
2: uh, drowned, what happens? Do
1: they obey that? They put him in a basket and down he goes. There's lots of examples where the authority speaks and they're not obeyed. It's an interesting question. What do we do? You still find when Peter does says to the authority, "We can't obey you, he doesn't do it in a way that is disrespectful. I think he does exactly as he does here. Jesus himself spoke truth to those who challenged him, but he did so in a way that honored them for he says in verse 15. It's God's will. By doing good, you should silence ignorant talk, live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Show proper respect to everyone, love the King Brotherhood of Believers, fear God, honour the King. They are put in charge by God. We are to live. Good lives, we live as free people, free from what? Free from sin. But don't let your freedom be an excuse to do the wrong thing. Another problem with this chapter, of course, and with this verse, is that Peter is writing to the people who are amongst them who he's writing to, they're in front of him, and some of them are slaves now put up if you think slavery is a good thing put your hand up anyone no no one's going to put their hand up for that i can't even get angel to put a hand up for that one it's obviously a terrible thing slavery in peter's time roman slaves were treated terribly we have the images of the American slavery and all that sort of in our heads. It's not quite the image that we should have, but it doesn't matter.
2: It was terrible.
1: Peter is not challenging that. here. You can't deny that. What he is saying is he's speaking to his people. And he says to them, Honour. Slaves, verse 18, submit to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. It's not easy to read those verses in the sense, but even they, as they face authority that's very close to them and over them, They are to submit themselves and do good. It's the principle that Peter wants to have as an alien person in this world, do good, even when it's not coming your way. Do good. Peter wants them to use their lives as a way To glorify Jesus in all situations, whether you're under persecution, whether you're under harsh treatment, whether you've been treated well, Peter wants that concern. Eventually, Christians were involved in getting rid of slavery in the English Empire. I think that's right. It took a while. We sing hymns of a man who used to be a slave uh, ship captain, of which he was greatly repented of. But even his life and many others were complicated and not quite as black and white as we would like. We say no to slavery, rightfully so. There are slaves, there are more slaves to life today than at any time in history. The Bible is not condoning slavery here. But what Peter wants them and us to do is to live good lives, whatever your circumstance. Let God be glorified. And he does so because of our alien Lord, in verses 21 to 25. This you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Verse 23, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Here is our Lord, Peter says, faced with those circumstances and the unjustness that was his own trial, his own death, he submitted. He submitted even to authorities who were unjust. He submitted because he knew there was one who was just. He gave his life for us. Verse 20, uh, sorry, verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. He became, as verse 25 will tell us, the shepherd and overseers of our souls. He did that by submission. Submission to the will of his Father in heaven. Submission to the eternal plan to make sure that we would know and be his. He did that in a way that meant we know him as shepherd and overseer of your souls. Peter has a, a lot to write to these people We're in a very serious situation, which he is really worried about them, about how they're going to get them, dear friends. I beg of you, urge you. He does this because he knows of Jesus. He does this because he knows what Jesus has done for them and what he faced to get them. He does this because he knows the glory we have to live and we will live in all eternity. We have desires. We are to resist them, to flee from them and to cling to God's desires for our lives. We have
2: desires to overthrow authorities,
1: and powers, and good things. Submit, he says. Submit that you might do good and people might see it. Submit, because our alien Lord, the Lord Jesus, Jesus, submitted for us. He did that, that we might know and live his ways. All these things he has done and he urges us to follow. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you that uh, we have a Lord who has lived our lives. We pray that we might follow him. It's hard, Heavenly Father. We want so many things. We want to do so many things. We pray that we might want to be your people and your ways. We pray that we might have your desire, the desire of your heart, and make it our desire. We pray that we would live in a good way, despite what happens. Lord, there are all sorts of things going on in our world, some of which are done by people over us. We don't like them. We pray that you would help us to give them respect. We know that you've put them there. Sometimes we struggle with that truth. But, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be your people in a world that doesn't know you, living a way that may seem very strange to them, but we pray that it may be seen and known that is good and that you are glorified. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen.